Welcome to Behind the Register, where we talk one-on-one with other business owners in downtown Fredericksburg, Virginia. Find out who's behind the register and discover what's in store for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Register. It is early morning, and we're going to have a chat with Caroline Morris of Kimmins, uh, a gift shop that just recently moved a little further down the street of Caroline Street. Uh, they were there a little bit, but now they're right by some heavy hitters like Frasier, uh, Whittingham's, and um, Apricot Lane. So we're going to talk about the move. We're going to talk about COVID, but we're also going to talk about uh, some holiday gift givings and COVID and all of that. So stay tuned, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Behind the Register. This episode was brought to you by Skin Touch Therapy Spa. We are a boutique spa offering massage, skincare, and natural nail services. Located in the heart of downtown Fredericksburg and Culpeper, Virginia, schedule online or purchase a gift certificate for someone to enjoy. Spa local. Hi, welcome, Caroline. How are you? Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm good. Morning, morning. It is early morning, but it's a nice time to chat because it's quiet and you're in the shop, correct? I am. You can see my messy office all around me. You So you recently moved. Let's start with that because I'm sure that's like top of mind for you. Um, tell us like how that went and why you decided to move and what's your new location like? So we moved just under two weeks ago. And um, I physically am a little tired, but customers have been really patient. They've also been incredibly um, kind. They love the new location. It's really light and bright. There are a lot of windows here. I have a great landlord. It's a partnership. The Gerald, Gerald Properties is our new landlord. And out back of the store, they're building a whole courtyard with fire pits that'll be open in the spring sometime. So we're really excited about that, being able to use a front and a back door to our store. And we're right next to Orofino's, which um, is not helping any of our waistlines here. They're great neighbors. Everybody on the blocks come over to say hi and welcome us. So we're very excited to be here. I was just thinking this morning, you are actually on a great block for like holiday gifts. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of shops there that have really great items that people can kind of shop and peruse. So I think you're in, in really good company in that one block. Did you move one block or two, one block down, right? Blocks. In fact, we have a contest going on now that you have a chance to win a hundred dollar gift certificate if you can name to the absolute number, the number of steps between the first door at 820 Caroline and this door one at 1004 and it's my stride and I walk okay. back. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay, so people will have to play because that's kind of fun and $100 is great because you can get a lot of great things from your store from that. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's start a little bit because I'm curious, you had a gift shop in some uh, in another area, right? And you have some family ties in Fredericksburg that when you came back, then you saw your first location and was like, oh, I'm gonna start my own gift shop. Can you give us a little history of Kimmins? Sure. Um, in 2004, I opened on September 1st in York, Pennsylvania, downtown. And it was a downtown at the time that was struggling quite a bit. So, um, you know, ignorance is bliss is a cliche for a reason. 
And I was stubborn enough that we opened, expanded in that spot three times. And then I also had a second store in York County and I had a third store in Lancaster County. Wow. Three years ago, my husband decided to retire. And I, after a long conversation, we made a decision to move back to what is the only real hometown I've ever known. I was an army brat and my sisters lived here for over 30 years, I think. And, um, but we both, um, when you're an army kid or any kind of military kid, you have to always fill out a form that says permanent address. And it was always 307 Caroline Street, which was my grandparents' home. And uh, my mother and grandmother both grew up there. And um, I'm actually named for Caroline Street, which makes it very easy for customers to remember my name. And if you go on your, our website, you can see a picture of my beloved poppy, Jack Kimmon, who, um, they're the two of us and Poppy was the man in my life. I adored him. He was a really phenomenal grandfather. And many years ago, also on our website, you can see a, a letter that he wrote to us. He wrote to all three of us, my mother, my sister and me when we were overseas every week. And in one of his letters, he predicted a career in retail for me. <laughs> loved the, um, I love selling and I love counting the money. And, you know, it, it, so in 19, I think it's 1970 is the date on the letter. So I guess um, Poppy was right all along and the store is named in his honor. That's awesome. That's great to know a little background of, of what it's named after and the history. Um, I love that. I love that also when I was young personally too, my mom said to me like I could count money really well. <laughs> And I felt like that was like the best compliment ever. Um, and it probably got me to where I was too. Um, how did you decide to get into gifts and gift giving and, and doing a store of gifts? Because retail could be anything. So how did you decide that category? You know, it's um, long story short, I went to Mary Washington here. And one of my professors said, you're going to graduate school because you're going to teach economics. And I had no desire to teach, didn't really being an army kid, I had no clue what graduate school really was at the time, but I went off to graduate school in Philadelphia and um, went into banking because I had an internship while I was at Mary Washington at the National Bank of Fredericksburg. And so I went off to graduate school, got my MBA, went into banking, loved it, had a great time, traveled. Um, I had a territory from Minnesota to Texas for a small regional bank in Baltimore that's now was bought out and is now owned by M&T. It's where I met my husband. And um, then from there, I went on to several smaller jobs and realized I really liked the entrepreneurial world. And then I had children come along and that changes your life in many ways, a lot of good ways. Right. And um, I went in and out of the workforce and went to work in a store, which was not the first time I'd worked for a gift shop. I had worked for a very old line department store when Tyson's first opened, when I was in high school and college, I worked at a, a department store called Jellifs and oh. I really loved it. Um, they were like the Garfinkels and Jellifs and Woody's. They were all sort of the DC department stores. So I went to work for a store in York, um, really liked it, wanted to buy the store and that really didn't work out. And I thought, well, okay, it's not the first company I wanted to buy that wasn't available. And so I went back home and uh, was with my children for a while. And then I was in downtown York and there was this space open and I harassed the landlord until he rented it to me. And 
I didn't grow up wanting to be a gift shop owner. I had two really busy girls. One was 11 and I think the other one had just turned 14 or was about to turn 14 when I opened my store. And I wanted some flexibility to be able to go to all their games, be super mom and run a business at the same time. So I had a friend work afternoons for me. And if the girls had a game, I was able to go. So I'm not one of those people that, oh, I've always wanted to have a gift shop. It was a business formula that fit with my personal needs to be a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. My lifestyle. Yeah. Um, And then, okay. So then you retired after giving up all these shops, right? Did you, when you retired, well, not retired, but when you moved, did you think, oh, that's it. I'm not going to do any more shops. Like, was there a break where you just thought, okay, I, I did it. I had three stores and that's good. And then you came to Fredericksburg and was like, no, I have one more in me. <laughs> you know, the last six months of um, deciding to leave York was a very complicated process. My husband had customers. So I, and he wasn't ready to announce his retirement and the bank wasn't ready to turn his accounts over. So I had to sort of plan to like, look like I was staying open, but really plan to close and leave. And I thought I would come to Fredericksburg, maybe work for somebody else, maybe do something part-time so I could have real vacations, (laughs) you know, real benefits, that kind of thing. And my husband and I were down here Thanksgiving of 2017, and we were walking along Caroline Street, and I see the for lease sign at 820, and I pretend not to see it. My husband pretends that he doesn't see me see it. (laughs) I knew I was going to move my store and I called my sister and I said, can you call this number? And she said, sure. And she said, oh, you're bringing Kimmins to Fredericksburg. So she was really excited that I was coming here. And the fact that I had family here already and had friends here already absolutely helped launch the store faster than if I know anybody in town. And because so you just had a support network and um, yeah. just people kind of excited and, and um, wanted to see. But I guess you have a vision, right, naturally. And then you, when you see a location, you're able to kind of see that through, really, right? You hope. And then, you know, you have this great plan on paper and then it changes 14 times. You're, you're going... Nobody knows how to measure a cabinet. I've got to tell you, in all the moves I've had of opening, expanding, closing, and moving, I don't think we've ever measured correctly the first time. So this, one of the women who works for me, I said, you take a piece of paper and you literally outline every cabinet we have. And we brought it down to the new spot and moved paper around instead of display. So you know, 16 years into this, I got a little smarter. It's a lot easier to move paper than it is displays, but we'll continue to move stuff as you see customer flow go through the counter three times so that we don't have, and and COVID is a complication. You You want people to not be close to each other and to not feel like somebody's right next to them. So, you know, COVID has affected everybody and ours in a very minor way. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep changing things up. I love the tip about the paper because it's so true. Um, but it's also, you kind of, I, I also feel like you have to live in the space a little bit to see that pattern and movement and, and just be flexible because I think businesses evolve uh, and you just kind of shape with it and you're just gonna see like consumer behavior, which I think is always the most interesting part of 
of being an entrepreneur in a business, right? Because you see this vision, you, you put it out there, and then you just see how people react, and then you adjust to it, kind of, right? A hundred percent. You've been in this position. You just opened in Culpepper and you know that, you know, you think you know what it's going to look like. And then you're going, I don't know what I was thinking. Now move this here and we'll move this over here. And you're tired because you're the one doing the moving. There's not magical people, you know, coming in and helping you. My staff was incredible. And two of them are real new with me. The other two have been here a little while, but they were incredible and everybody was so excited for the move. And, and Brian, you know, it's very scary to move a business, right? You know, going to find you, we all get in our routines where we go to Hyperion, then we walk down William street and we go to the right. We've never gone left and we'll, <laughs> you know, will people turn left? And, um, one of the blessings on this block that I had no idea or is busy night and day in there. And so we've really benefited from the overflow of people walking to them, passing us going, oh, what is this? And these people, some of them have never been to the 800 block. So right. very fortunate right now. I, it was very scary to move. It is scary because it's just something different, right? But I think as entrepreneurs, you kind of push the envelope a little bit and you you know, okay, well, we just can't stay stagnant. Let's let's try this and, and see how it works out there too. Um, but every move costs money um, and every move has different variables. You're gonna get your pros and cons for each. And, and, and it's kind of like, let's see how it works out, right? <laughs> So you talked about COVID and, and I love to talk about it because I think it's, you know, such a unprecedented time kind of people have been saying. So I just want to see everyone's experience with that. Um, were you closed fully? Did you stay open partially? And uh, how was that time for you? So on March 17th, I remember this distinctly, Trent, our fabulous UPS man, I turned him and I said, you know, Trent, I'm going to we all are basically being asked to go home for two weeks. So can you hold on to my packages? UPS locally had a service to do that. And I'll see you on April 1st. No problem. <laughs> okay. We're all stupid at sometimes. And as you said, it's unprecedented. So um, I was home for two weeks with my husband. I kept on my social media person because she was working remotely from D.C., and I have this fabulous Mary Washington student. And I said, look, here's the website. Here's how you put stuff on. Start putting stuff on as fast as you can. And it's not particularly beautiful, but it's, it served its purpose. And at the end of two weeks, it was one of those things. Either I figure out a way to get back in my business. I had rent to pay. I had employees to pay. Um, I had grants to write. And I can't do that from home. So um, I came into the store with the door locked. We did a lot of curbside, we did mostly delivery, and then we started shipping packages. And my old customers in Pennsylvania have been incredible. Um, there were days when I was shipping 17, 18, 19 packages a day, which kept my business healthy. Awesome. Um, it, I wouldn't say thriving, but it was healthy. I could pay my bills, which was a, a lot more than many people could do. Right. And I'm incredibly fortunate to receive some grants. And um, I didn't realize I could write a grant as fast as I could. In fact, I wrote one just two days ago. And I look back over the seven months of everything that we have been through as a business. And I am not unique and I am really, really fortunate. So I wanna say that up front. But um, wow, when you reflect on the notes of your early grant writing and your 
grant writing that you just did, but we received a grants um, grants from the Spanx Foundation, which I'm really, really proud of. That was oh, for women-owned businesses and who doesn't wear Spanx if you're a female, I don't care if you're size two or 22, you have worn Spanx in your life. And she started her business out with a red backpack from college and $5,000. Yeah. And for five months, she gave out um, $5,000 grants. And I'm also the recipient of one of the Spanx red backpacks. <laughs> That's awesome. I wear that in honor of somebody who reached out to small businesswomen and said, I'm in a position to help you and I want to help. Right. The Virginia Fund was also one that without a whole lot of paperwork or to do, said, we want to help Virginia businesses. We've been successful. We want you to survive. You had to do a quick video, send it in. And at first they said, yeah, thanks, but no. And then I got a call Saturday night at about 730 on my cell phone. And I was like, oh, what customer is calling me? I'm tired. And it was the gentleman who started the Virginia 30 Fund. He said, Caroline, no, no we, we know that you are going to survive and we want to help you in that um, pursuit. And um, the, the EDA here in the city was incredibly helpful. I received one of their grants and Main Street with one of their technology grants, which helped us get our SEO on our website way up. If you Google gift shops in my local community or in Fredericksburg, Virginia, we come up number one. Awesome. That money makes a huge difference. People have found us, they've called us. Um, and I made a decision early on that I would not criticize or judge other people's decisions. Mine was, I think it dawned on me at one point when we opened right before Mother's Day, which for most gift shops is a pretty big weekend. You really can't afford to not be open. But I made a decision. We're not going to have a vaccine or a cure or a solution for months, if not another year. Right. So what do you do? You either, in my particular case, I made the decision to open with as much safety precautions as possible. We um, wear masks. We've got a plexiglass at the counter. Um, if you come in, I tend to stay behind the counter to give you the run of the store. Um, my employees have to have a mask on if people are in the store. They have to have one on if they're next to each other. Everybody's six feet apart. Um, it's, be, it's not becoming natural, but it's becoming like, oh, well, whatever. It's what we do. Um, the front door's open, so some days are a little chilly. And uh, we had the heat on yesterday and the front door open and, oh, well, my utility bills are going to be a little bit higher. But, you know, knock on wood, everybody around me has been pretty healthy. We've been really, really careful. And there are customers who are so shocked that we're open. They said, oh, did you just open? I said, nope, we've been open since May. Um, so everybody has a different level of comfort. I'm incredibly fortunate that we are okay. Um, people have been really supportive and, you know, we're doing this on election day. So who knows what's going to happen this coming <laughs> week and weeks out. Um, you know, who knows what will happen when the vaccine comes. I've just got a mindset that my mask is a permanent fixture for a long time right now. Yeah, I think people are, that's just the new normal. And I think even looking back, 
just a couple of months, so many things have changed. We've known so many more things about COVID. I think at that time, being a business owner, it was really hard, you know, um, and it's just hard. I don't think anyone can judge each other, although probably people do, but you don't know what that situation is. And I always say for me, it's like, I only have control of my four walls, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and what to do there. So, um, you know, and I think gifts are different and then different industries, you know, than restaurants then. And I think that's why this, why we're doing this podcast is because it's, I think it's so interesting to see how other industries kind of navigated or, you know, worked out too, because every business has different variables and, and, um, but I think that's the, the fun, interesting part of the business uh, of that too. I sit on the task force that um, downtown, sorry, Main Street put together. And the pain I feel with COVID is I'm going to be fine and our four walls are going to be positive and we want to be a little happy bubble here. The pain I feel is in many cases for the restaurateurs in our town. Right. I, I have no solutions for them other than I, if you have outdoor dining, I've been dining with you. I'm in an age group where being inside is probably not a smart idea for me. And, um, but I've been dining outside and I'll dine with a blanket on if I have to. I love foodies fire. Have you seen their fire pits in the middle of their, I, to me, that's ingenious. I've shared that with some of my restaurateur friends in York and saying, Hey, have you thought about doing this? Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do in January and February. Uh, Luckily, Virginia's got pretty mild weather, but they can't just close up and go home and hope to have a business in the spring. I'm really. Yeah, I think ways to support, but it's been interesting to see how businesses persevere and be creative um, and what they have done to just kind of navigate through. I mean, I think also it's, it's good to be honest to say that, you know, even though the business is there and they're putting a brave face to it, that businesses need help you know, and support this year. No one is, you know, really raking it in that much. Like we're, we're we could be positive and we could be strong, e- even financially be better, but everybody is at some loss, you know, um, so. The big lessons people have learned also, Brian, is a two month or a three month pot of emergency expenses is nowhere near enough. Right. And you- be saving for a rainy day. You better be managing your inventory well. Luckily, I am a numbers cruncher. So that part is very comfortable for me. I I think you said something about entrepreneurs that kind of makes me giggle a little bit. Um, We tend to be a little stubborn and very much driven if you're successful. You are saying essentially, I'm going to get through this. I just have to figure out how I'm going to get through this. And one of the hows for me is I've always been financially stable, but I'm being really cautious. For example, at Christmas, when you were talking about the gift industry, many of my suppliers can't get product. So it's made me be extremely creative of where I get it, how I get it. And we are not deep in any one thing. So on our Facebook pages, our social media, Instagram, we've been explaining to people, if you're in the store or you see it on the website and you think you want it for a present, you better buy it because the 12 I have in stock are probably the only 12 I'm going to get. And it doesn't mean I won't get 12 more or something else. But if that's the one thing that you want for your brother, your father, your sister, you better buy it now. And it's not a 
falsehood, we had these incredible cocktails that came in. They're called camp cocktails. And I, you know, blindly went in to place an order. They moved out pretty quickly. We've got about six of them left of maybe 72 we had in stock. Um, she can't get glass jars. Okay, so I go online and I'm looking for infused alcohol drinks. I found somebody else. They said, are you able to ship? She said, we can ship you tomorrow. I said, done, here's my order. So we're finding product, but um, COVID has affected my vendors tremendously. And so we've had to be really quick to move and, and commit. And if you are cash poor, you can't do that right now. You're not the only one saying this because we interviewed April of River Rock Outfitters and she's saying the same thing because there's such a lead time to make these products uh, or like outfitting and gifts um, and China has been affected. They were closed down for much longer. Um, and so that's why it's affecting the what, what's coming in, right? Um, and I think the biggest message overall from these earlier conversations is that if people see it, buy it. There's no waiting. And it's even to shop earlier than you would normally, I think. If people are listening here, that's what I'm finding a lot in, in from what I'm hearing from business owners is that, you know, buy it when you see it and even shop early because if you wait for Christmas Eve, it might be empty shelves by then, you know? I suspect that in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably are like we ship every day. Um, I've got probably seven or eight boxes ready to go today um, for Carl, the mailman and Eddie. And um, I suspect that over the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a lot more of that going, oh, I delayed. And the benefit is many of us during COVID got our websites up and running. And again, none of them are beautiful. I think I have a Shopify website. I do too. Um, very restrictive if you've got, you know, seven or 800 products like I do at any one time rolling in and out. Um, the front pages of that are not beautiful, but it works um, and it's reliable and people are using it and finding us. And so that's the exciting part for us that even if we have to close down or people get scared to go out again or it's cold and they don't want to go out they know they can hit kimmins.com and place orders and we'll get it ready and out the same day. In fact, many orders are shipped within an hour or two, which is better yeah. than on. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so did you do all your uh, buying? Did you go to a market or did, are you doing all your buying online? Or? I generally Atlanta. So in January, when everything was still normal and fine, I went and I probably do 70 to 80% of my buying in January for the entire year. Okay. And then I went to a very bizarre Atlanta in August, they moved from July to August. And the I have a daughter who lives in Atlanta, probably would have canceled otherwise. So I was like, well, I've already got my airfare. Let's go. Um, I had a great visit with her. The benefit is no one was in the showrooms. So it was extraordinarily safe. Everybody was wearing masks. There were hand sanitizers everywhere. Everybody was six feet or more away. And so I picked up some really cool stuff in, in August. And then this industry has been hit by a lot of um, new wholesaling options, one of which is called fair.com. April talked about that too. I think everybody's on it just to, you, you know, shop and fill in. And I was one of the early adapters. So the benefit to that is you don't freight pay freight. So on that, those heavy cocktails or heavy food product, it's coming in with no freight costs. I can pass those savings on to people. And, you know, I was joking about Amazon earlier. 
our prices are often much better than what you can find on Amazon. And by the way, you are truly supporting your downtown. I'm able to pay my rent. I'm able to pay my employees. Um, I contribute to charities here in town. And um, I can tell you, Amazon's not giving any money to Fredericksburg, Virginia. But yeah, you're keeping, of- keeping your dollars local, which is, mm-hmm. is really important. I mean, I also think, too, a, a little bit is I think, you know, I went into the spa industry just to avoid Amazon because Amazon's not giving massages at this point. <laughs> uh, but I also think another category is gifts, you know. Um, normally, before COVID, I think people weren't going to go to Amazon to find a gift, right? People want to go to a shop. They want to touch something. They want to see that person, you know, and it's it's more of an experience like, oh, I found this and I want to give this to you. You know, uh, I think gifts is, is that one rare category that is still going to exist for brick and mortar. If you talk to industry experts right now, and, and I listen to several podcasts of people whose opinions I respect, brick and mortar is is up this year in many parts of my industry. Um, we have this really cool present. It's a it's a wool beanie with an LED light right here. Dog walking. They're really fun and they're a great present um, for the guy in your life who or the woman who walks a dog at four o'clock in the morning, which some of my friends do think they're crazy. But you're not going to get hit by a car because you've got this great LED light. Well, my enthusiasm for that product, I can put it in your hand, show you how to pop it out and recharge it, and my price is better than Amazon just because I'm not ripping people off. And um, I think we've probably sold 500 of those between wow. five. Yeah, a lot. Many of them online. That's one of the things I'm shipping every morning. I've got four or five um, out there on the counter from people that saw it on a Facebook posting recently. And um, I know I have met most of the makers of my products. I have, um, I can pick the phone up and say, you know, I think this is a real big mistake. Do you think you can make this change? And they're like, yeah, you're one of 15 people have told me that. Let me go take a look at it. So I can pass on the knowledge from my buddies who own these companies, create the products and kind of go from there. I think everybody like small business, I think that's where you get that intimacy, right? And like, you can make those changes and people like to hear the story behind the product, you know, and and I think Amazon doesn't really do that, that well quite yet, you know. Um, Did you adjust some of your buying like from January, your orders and then COVID hit? Were you like, okay, we're going to not have this. We're not going to do that. Or are you finding that trends kind of stayed the same uh, when you came back in August or was there a big shift somehow? Any observations there? Oh, there was a big shift. I sat down, you know, your stomach's churning going, oh, I have all these responsibilities and how am I going to stay stable. Being stable was my most important thing. I didn't need to take a paycheck, but I needed to be stable for my employees, pay my rent, pay my utilities, the internet bill, all those bills that come in regardless. I do have to do a shout out to Cox Communications. They stopped all um, bills for small businesses for two months. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Cox Cable. And um, So I came in, I looked really hard at every single order I had. And if it was not going to fly out of the store, I canceled it. But I did it on a personal basis. I wrote them the reason I was canceling and that I wanted to do it so far ahead that they could adjust their numbers. Um, I am not goes through market and just place an order, place an order, place an order. I, I don't, 
I might cancel two orders a year. And this year was close to about 20. And um, I said, when and if I'm in a position and I think it makes sense, I will reorder. I've done it on a few, but you know, you look really hard. And if it's not going to fly out this door, I'm not buying it right now. How do you know when something is going to fly out the store? Is it just because of years experience? Last January, two Januarys ago, I was in, and it's a, ooh, I love this. So I know someone else will, but I was at market and this girl said, have you ever seen a lighter that doesn't have butane in it? And I went, no, I mean, how, how does it do it? So she showed it to me and it, it's a USB lighter that has no fuel in it you recharge it and it's like, I don't know, three, 400, 500 charges before you have to charge it again. It is the coolest thing I have ever seen. And um, we have sold hundreds of them because I love it. It's a great product. And um, people look at it and go, Ooh, that's cool. Right. And I have a favorite customer whose son's always like, she said, I can never surprise him. And last Christmas she gave him one of these and goes, mom, I've never, ever seen this. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And they love it because it, it's useful and you don't have to get more fuel or it recharges. So um, also, but, but that's really because you've just been on the market for so long. You've seen so much. So, you know, when there's a product that's a standout product, really. It gets harder to buy the longer you've gone to market. So I've done New York and Philadelphia and, but my favorite is, is Atlanta. Um, it's big, it's huge. And Atlanta's on the calendar before New York is. So if you want to grab something and have it exclusive for your area, you can do that um, typically in Atlanta. But um, I think if I go along and I think it's really cool and different, um, my customers will pr I probably have customers. And there are times when like I'm picking up jewelry and I'm going, I need to call this guy because I know his wife is really going to like this. Right. So sometimes specific people in mind one of the keys for me, though, is I don't ever push people. I hope to know my customers fairly well. And when I know that somebody's just had a grandbaby and this would be the perfect little baby present that will make that grandmother stand out among a baby shower of the same usual things, um, I will probably send them a text or uh, an email, but never a push. Right. And they come in and go, mm, not my thing. It's all right. You know, it's one of the things we just sent out an e-newsletter and um, we do a lot of curbside delivery. One of the benefits of the thousand block is cars move quicker through this block. So you can usually find a parking place pretty quickly. But um, appointments, I think people are nervous about making appointments because they feel the pressure to come in and they have to buy something. Right. So rather than sort of dance around that in our e-newsletter, we went right at the point and said, look, if you come in and want an appointment at eight or nine o'clock in the morning, come in. I'm here usually anyway. You can have the store to yourself. If you don't find something that you want, it's okay. Don't feel the pressure that you've made an appointment and you have to buy something. Right. You don't. Not right. a problem. Um, so tell us a little bit of what trends are coming. Like what, what do you think you can entice some of our viewers and listeners? Like what should they be looking for? Like what do you think the holidays will be like and what, um, you know, they, they will get excited about? We are not a clothing store. We don't do clothing by size, but a lot of us are eating outside a lot longer into the year than we normally would. So we've got some great ponchos that you can still eat in, but feel warm. And they're stylish, so you don't feel like you're wearing a blanket. 
Uh, everybody talks about self-care and absolutely. Um, we've got the coolest shower bombs that last six to nine showers. They're a huge man present. And one guy came in yesterday. I just said it to somebody. He goes, oh, I love shower bombs. What, fra what fragrances do you have? And I said, see, I'm not crazy. Guys really do like these. So <laughs> self-care right. and we carry top quality um, products. I don't want to put junk on my skin. What is it like the biggest organ on your body or in your body That's or something? The largest yeah. organ, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to put junk on it. So I'm really cautious. And I, I use every product that we bring in or we don't bring it in. Um, and having said that, I also eat everything that we bring in to the store. <laughs> That's fun. I just saw you had cut some candy that you brought in too. Okay. Now we tasted that. I'm not eating that. We tasted it. It's, it's by a company called Candy Club and it's dangerous. And, and yesterday we were opening, there's a whole Christmas um, limited edition of reindeer noses and I don't know, frosted trees or whatever. It's all good. And we'll, if you're lucky enough when we're tasting it, we'll open a jar and you can have a taste. Um, but those jars go pretty quickly. So you kind of have to be here in a three hour window to get a tasting of it. But a lot of people started cooking again. And um, yesterday we got in some incredible salts and they're in jars, they're in tubes, they're in pouches, everything from sriracha um, salt to Thai chili, a couple of others that are, if you don't know how to cook, they make it look like you know how to cook. And if you really, yeah. And if you really know how to cook, you know how to use it properly. But you can, if you want to cook fish and be a little healthier, you throw some of the salt on there and people all will think that you know what you're doing, even though you really don't kind of thing. And I, I think all of those products are like perfect stocking stuffers or just things that just you can say like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Here's this uh, something to just brighten up people's kind of day. It doesn't have to be holiday, but it could just say like, oh, I'm thinking about you or here's here's something. I think that's really nice. You know, have something that your oldest daughter will really like that's coming in, I think, later this week. But there are these books that have in the front, there's a big circle in the front that you shine a flashlight through. And while uh -huh. you're reading the book, the either the galaxy or a picture of a princess in the woods or whatever the book might be about shines on the ceiling while you're reading the book. Oh, that's new. I have not seen that lately. That's awesome. Yeah. That was when I was going through the sales rep said, well, this is new. I don't know if it fits. I went, oh, that's totally cool. That was one of those moments of, I need to have this in the store. They'll be in, I think this week. Okay. We'll come and check it out. Well, I love, I love a little bit about the store because if people haven't been to the store, like you're not just all candles, you're not just all bath and body or just all gadgets. Like really you have multitude of things and you have, you have masks, you have ponchos. So you have things to discover, which I think is, is part of the fun of brick and mortar, you know, that people don't just expect, oh, well, that, you know, that shop is just perfumes or things like that. You have jewelry, you have a great mix. So I think you do have something for everyone if they're looking for, or they don't know what they're looking for, right? They could right. pull together something. Are you, are you doing a lot of gift boxes? Like, do people call you up and say, hey, I have this, I need a gift. Can you pull something together for me? So closer to the holidays, um, we will actually have um, the gift boxes and baskets physically put together in the store. 
but we do a lot of videos for people and they'll say, you know, I'm a new grandmother or I need a present for a baby. And we'll do a video of the whole baby area for them and they'll come back and, and pick and choose. And then we awesome. put them together. But we'll have something called Gifts to Go, which if you want a 25, 50 or $75 gift, you can literally walk in, pick the basket up and walk out with it. And yeah. a lot of people are busy or they're juggling homeschooling and they never plan to homeschool. So they've got to get in and get out. So yeah. yes, all of the above. And we're participating in something called the bird box. Oh, right, yes. And people will be able to order that. I think it's 50 of them. And we've got a gorgeous scarf from a Canadian company that's gonna be in there with little pom-poms on the end of it. So that's right. another thing, very excited to be included in that. Yeah, I mean, I think that was great. A lot of people came together during COVID and that will, I think, persist further. Um, and I think those grab and go gifts are like great because I think with gift giving, this is the other reason why I think, um, you know, Amazon, even as fast as they ship, they, they won't be able to really come into the gift category because there's a lot of times you get invited to a dinner or you there's something that comes up. And people just need to get that gift right away. You know, they can't wait two days or one day. They need to just, you know, drive and look for something and pull together something nice that's considered and has a nice presentation. Um, yeah, and you wrap and you, you know, and, it, and it, you know, if it comes from downtown that it, it also shows for them that they're supporting local too, instead of, you know, shopping on Amazon, wrapping it yourself. And then the, there's just too much of a delay then example of that is we got an order yesterday. We have a website called kimmins.awesomethis.com. So we do custom stationery, custom invitations, and we also have a product line of tumblers, coffee mugs, keychains, flip-flops, aprons, pillows, you name it. Anything that you can throw a photo on, initials, whatever. And this order comes through and it's from this person and I emailed him back and said, hey, are you local? Is, is this for local pickup or am I shipping? And I get the sweetest call from this little tiny voice back at me and realize it's a teenager who said, I'm going to pick it up. Please don't wrap it until I get to see it. And she had picked out um, her friend is a big Star Wars um, praised person. So she picked out a steel coffee mug, uh, a tumbler, steel tumbler that has kind of a Star Wars theme behind it with the girl's name on it. And um, she came in, was so excited to see it. That was 30 minutes after she ordered it. We had it ready for her. And then we wrapped it and she walked out. She goes, this is so cool. I'm so excited, thank you. That's so awesome. that's a way that um, I think we've hit a lot of different age points in the store also. Well, I mean, people have an idea for a gift and you're kind of helping them execute it, you know, which is a, a great service that, you know, um, and, and when they see that too, they're excited, right? They're excited to give that gift and they're, um, and I think that's the fun of gift giving too. So it's like the holiday seasons are coming up. So it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. It sh and it should be fun because if it isn't for somebody who owns a store, you are absolutely in the wrong business. It'll be busy, but it should be fun. And, the, you know, we don't have boards of directors that are telling us what to do or patting you on the back. The best thing for me is when a customer comes in who received the gift and said this, I love this present. I love this present. Well, so they're done it right. They're spreading it. They're getting it. Then they, they're spreading it out. So it, it really helps that way, too. 
Anything you're looking forward to for holiday or small business Saturday? Do you have anything planned there? You know, it's again, COVID has affected a lot of plans. So yesterday we started um, the beginning of a Christmas window and most of a lot of Christmas is up on the floor. Um, we're not going to do a big holiday open house. We're going to have specials that if you want to know what they are, you've got to go on to our Facebook page, Kimmins Company. And um, today we'll announce the first special that'll come up. And um, so we're doing special things every week, but not some big blast. Because again, I don't want to be one of the people that encourages everybody to crowd into a spot and become a, yeah, we Kimmins does not want to be a hot zone. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, a hot zone for gifts, but not for COVID. <laughs> so um, we're lengthening our hours beginning. Well, we're already open on uh, Friday and Saturday nights until six. Um, we often stay till seven. And then um, right after Thanksgiving, we'll be open till um, six or seven every weeknight until eight on Fridays and Saturdays. And we'll expand our Sunday hours. The other fun thing that we're doing too, that I want to be real quick about um, we have painting parties here that are not your typical. We have, I would mentioned our um, Mary Washington college um, girl. She's phenomenal. She is a volleyball player. Her name is Tenley. And Tenley can't play volleyball right now because the season has been postponed or canceled. We're not sure which right now. And she's an incredible artist. So she came in and brought some artwork in and we carry her artwork here. But one of the most fun things is you can make your own doormat with whatever saying you want on it. Oh, right. So yeah, all that. You and up to eight friends can come in and, as we say, we'll libate you and feed you. And um, you have the store to yourselves while your mats are drying. You can shop or not shop. It's completely up to you. But we have those parties Sunday through Thursday night, starting at um, either 530 or 6. Awesome. That, that's a fun thing to do. And I, like, you know, I think if it's smaller groups, I think that's great, too. And, and people need something fun and festive, too. So, hey, this was awesome chat. Thank you for meeting with me in the morning and, and having this uh, interview with us. Um, it's always great to talk to you. And I, after talking to you, I feel like I want to shop the store more. <laughs> I'll call you when those books come in. Please do. Yeah. And I'll bring Hazel because she loves going into that shop, too. All right. Thanks, All right. Brian. You have a great day. You, too. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. We hope you enjoyed knowing a bit more about your local small business. Please support your local business for Small Business Saturday and this upcoming holiday season. If you like what you heard, support us. Share, comment, and give us a like. We'll catch you next time as we go Behind the Register.